Well, God is good to us today. I don't know about you, but I came into the house of the Lord expecting something today. I come to the table of the Lord today hungry for something. I said, I want a touch from God. I want something fresh. I'm thankful for what God did for me yesterday. I'm thankful for his touch that I got last month. But I want something fresh today. I come hungry for that, and I believe that God wants to give it to you and to me today. We want to welcome everyone to the house of the Lord. Didn't these ladies do a wonderful job today? Amen. Very, very good. Amen. Excited about that. God is so good to us. If you have your Bibles today, I want you to turn with me to the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter number 20. 2 Chronicles, chapter number 20. If I could title this message, I would entitle it, How to Praise Your Way to Victory. How to Praise Your Way to Victory. How many knows that God wants His people to be praising the Lord? How many knows that sometimes we have to offer a sacrifice of praise because we got junk going on. Today I want to take a few minutes and I want to talk about somebody that had junk going on but that was still able to praise the Lord. Second Chronicles chapter 20 and we're going to begin reading in verse number 1 and we're going to be reading throughout this chapter here for over the next 20 minutes or so. Beginning in verse number 1, and it says, And after this, the Moabites and the Amorites and some of the Midianites came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. And some people came and told Jehoshaphat that there's a vast army that is getting ready to come up against you. They're already formed, and they're already getting close to where you're at. And they just wanted to let him know that that army was on their way. Now, whenever you and I find that we have a problem, Jehoshaphat here has a problem. Because this is not a small army, but this is a vast army. This is not a small situation, but this is a very difficult situation that Jehoshaphat, the children of Israel, find themselves in. And so whenever you and I have a problem, what is it that you and I need to do? Well, first of all, we need to recognize that sometimes a problem is actually a blessing that is in disguise. Can I tell you that God can work through the problems of my life? that sometimes God allows a problem to happen just to get me to a place that he's wanting me to be and that he's wanting to use me in. Now here I'm thinking about Joseph who was falsely accused and he's thrown into jail for something that he did not do. But yet God used that jail cell, a place that he could talk to a butler and to a cook, and could end up being in the palace. 
sometimes God's going to allow something bad to happen because he's got something good that he wants to do for me and you. I believe that may be the reason why James said in James 1 and 2 when he says, and count it all joy when you fall into divers trials or tests. Count it all joy when you fall into divers trials and tests. Now I want you to notice what he says there because I think that there's an important word for the child of God whenever we're looking at James 1 and 2. When it says, count it all joy when you fall. It didn't say, count it all joy if you fall. But it said, count it all joy when you fall. I believe that we need to understand that we're going to go through those trials. And we're going to go through those hard times. Is that okay? We've got got a lot of different things that we shout about in the Word of God. He'll never leave me and forsake me. I I shout about that. He's my healer. I shout about that. His peace that surpasses all understanding. I shout about that. But the Word also says that my days are few and full of trouble. And I just need to learn how to shout about that. Is that okay today? I want us to understand we're going to go through these things. But listen to what I said. We're not going to go to them. We're going to go through them. God, the same God that's with me on the mountaintop, he is also with me in the valley. The same God that is with me whenever I feel those goosebumps so big that I could hang a hat on, he's still Jehovah God when I don't feel like he's within a thousand miles of me. I come by today to tell you that when you and I go through difficult times, I can still have a song in my heart and a praise upon my lips. Somebody give him a hand clap of praise today. Well, praise God. So count it all joy when you come to these diverse trials and temptations. Let's go just a a little bit further in this. And I want us to notice verse 3 and 4 of 2 Chronicles 20. And it says after he found out that the enemy was coming, actually three different armies that had collected together to come against them, it says alarmed. How many would be alarmed if a great army is coming against you? Alarmed, it says, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. And the people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Now, I want you to notice what this scripture is saying. He found out that the enemy was getting ready to come. I've already told you, according to scriptures, the enemy will come after you. That's what the enemy does. But the Bible says here that the first thing he did when he encountered a problem, the first thing that he did is I find that he went to the Lord. Is there not something that you and I can learn from this? I want to make sure that you understand that he did not place God as a last resort. That if everything else fails, then I'm going to go to him. 
too many people puts God in one of those little glass things that you've seen in buildings whenever you're in a business or something. In case of an emergency, then you can break this and you can get the fire department out. But I want you to know that the first thing that he did is he came and uh, he inquired to the Lord. He called upon God, asking God to help him and to be with him. That is what you and I need to do, is we need to go to God right off the bat. Isn't that what his word tells me? Does the word not say in Matthew 6, 33, whenever it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these other things will be added to you? Can I tell you that there's times today that I am needing some of those other things. But what I need to do is I need to start by seeking his face. I need to start by calling upon him. I need to start by saying, God, I don't know everything that's happening right now. But what I do know is that you hold me in the palm of your hand and you're not going to let me go. God, I don't like what's happening today, but I know that I'm your child and that you're going to take care of me and that you're going to move on my behalf. So therefore, I'm going to stand. I'm going to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and then everything else is going to end up falling in place. Somebody give him a hand clap of praise today. Well, praise God. You see, it is important that you and I go to God with all of our cares. When we're a small child and we have a problem, I remember my aunt, Odie, told me about a time, and I don't remember, I was probably maybe just a year or two older than Trenton at the time. And I had went over to my aunt and uncle's for a couple of weeks during the summer and I was over there and she had a problem with if I remember right it was a fence and she was having trouble getting that uh, post to stand or the wire to be on it the right way and I told her I said boy if my daddy was here he could fix it my dad can fix anything now isn't that the way a little child thinks now, once that child's 15, well, never mind. Let's not go there. All right. But that child thinks that, that at that age that dad can take care of anything. So any problems that that child has, they just automatically carry it to dad. Can I tell you that you and I as children of God, that we need the attitude like a little child to where I just cast my cares upon him. God, I don't know how this is going to end up, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to place it in your hand and I ask you to reach down and touch and for you to minister with whatever it is that's going on. That's what God wants from you and that's what God wants from me. I'm reminded also of Hebrews 4, verse 16, where he says, And let us therefore come boldly to the throne, that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So when I've got a problem going on, what I need to do is I need to go to the Lord and I need to present that need to him to go boldly before the throne of grace that God would touch and that God would move. Somebody give him a hand clap of praise today. 
Well, praise the Lord. I'm talking about how to praise your way to victory. The next thing I want us to notice that Jehoshaphat did, we find in verse 12, where he says, And our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Now there's two things that, you, that I want me and you to notice in this verse. The first thing I want us to notice is the humility, the, the, the humbleness uh, 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 of Jehoshaphat as he went to the Lord. I want us to notice what he says when he says, for we do not have the power to be able to face this vast army. Can I tell you some of the problems that you and I face in life are bigger than our us. And there's not anything that we can do about it. That that circumstance is just, it's just too great. And we don't know how and we need to, to, to go. And here's what Jehoshaphat did. He did not deny the reality of an army coming. There's a lot of people in Pentecost today that wants you just to deny that a problem exists. But can I tell you, if you got a problem, you got a problem. Is that okay? That's not a lack of faith. But what he did is he said, I can't do this on my own. This is bigger than what I am. And so I need you today, Lord, to reach down. The first thing I want us to notice here in this verse is that he said that there was no way that they had the ability to take care of this army. But then I want you to notice the second part of that verse because that's the important part. I want you to notice what he said. But our eyes are on you. Can I tell you that if you and I would get our eyes off of our circumstance, if we'd get our eyes off of the three enemies that are coming our way, if we would get our eyes off of all what all the naysayers are saying to us, and we would get our eyes fixed again upon Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Oh, can I tell you, oh, if we would just do that, all of a sudden my speech would change. All of a sudden my walk would change. There, I, there'd be a spring in my step, and I would know that everything's going to be okay. He did not deny the reality of the problem, but he focused upon the Lord. Well, praise God. I'm talking today about how to praise your way to victory. Now let's go a little bit further. Verse 15. This is Zechariah's son, part of his lineage. I don't know if it was a grandchild or a great-grandchild, but he heard something from the Lord. And so he spoke. And he said, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, for this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. <laughs> I said the battle is not yours. 
But it's, it's bigger than I am. The battle's not mine. But you don't understand. It feels like the enemy's getting ready to overtake me. The battle's not mine. It's his. When I understand that this is a battle that God is going to fight for me, that this is a battle that God is going to give me victory, that this is a battle that God is going to make me not an overcomer, but more than an overcomer, then I will know that I'm going to be okay. Is that okay today? Well, praise God. Don't you fear and don't you be discouraged. He says, because the battle's not yours. It is the Lord's. Well, praise God. That's what God's wanting me and you to look at today, to understand that this is a battle as you're going through circumstances in life that is not yours. It is God's. Let's go just a little bit further. We're going to go down to verse 18. It says, And Jehoshaphat bowed down to his face to the ground. And all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down to worship before the Lord. And then some Levites from the Cathanites and the Korshites stood up and they praised the Lord, the people of Israel, with a very loud voice. Now I want you to notice mm, that if a man can kneel then a man can stand. I said, if a man can kneel, then a man can stand. The battle's getting ready to wage. They're getting ready to have the enemy come their way. They're getting ready to meet the enemy the next day. And what does it say that they did? They begin to worship the Lord in preparation for the battle. I said they begin to worship the Lord in preparation for the battle. Can I tell you too many times you and I just want to march out to war and we forgot that we need to be worshiping God. I need to go spend some time at the altar because there's situations that's coming my way and I need God to show himself strong. Anybody know what I'm talking about today? Yeah, that's what I'm saying today. They made a decision that they were going to start off by worshiping the Lord and they fell down their face before the Lord on the ground and they just began to worship and to magnify Him. Too many times we get it wrong and we don't take the time that we need. It kind of reminds me of the little boys that was out playing baseball out in the field that was next to the house and they had one baseball and they began to play and one of them hit the ball and it went over to where there was a lot of shrubs and bushes and all of that and they couldn't find the ball and they looked at looked for it for about 10 minutes and they never could find it and finally one of them said forget the ball let's just get on with the game there isn't no game without the ball I believe that you and I need to understand that this thing needs to start with me falling on my face before the Lord and crying out to him I said, I need to start this thing in the midst of my stuff. I need to be calling out to the Lord and asking Him to intervene and for Him to touch. There's something that begins to happen here whenever we begin to praise the Lord. Let's go just a little bit further. How many is with me today? The rest of you are sleeping. That's okay. Good, comfortable seats. 
Let's go ahead and continue here. And here's what we find in verse number 22. Now, don't miss this verse, because I think this verse is key to the story. And it says, and they begin to sing and praise. And then the Lord sent ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. Mm. Now, the battle's not mine. The battle is the Lord's. But I do have a part to play. Look over at your neighbor and say, you've got a part to play. Because there's something that is important that we need to look at in this verse. It says, and as they begin to sing and to praise, that the Lord set ambushes against the enemies. Do you notice what it says there? And as they begin to sing and praise. Now notice what it does not say. It does not say, and God sent ambushes, and because of that, they begin to sing and to praise. Uh-uh. Can I tell you, faith is an action word. I said there's something I have to do whenever I'm talking about faith. Sometimes that'll require me to walk when I don't feel like walking. Sometimes that'll require me to say something that does not even seem like it's right, but yet it's what his word has said. And sometimes I have to declare things that are not as though they are because the word has declared it to be. Now here's what it says. And they begin to sing and to praise. Can I tell you, if you want to activate the power of God in your life, it's not going to be because of your circumstance. It's not going to be because you sung gloom, despair, and agony on me, but it's going to be because you and I are people of faith. And we believe we're not denying the reality of the problem of the, of the vast army coming against us. We understand that we are no match for that army, but we also understand that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Oh, somebody give him a hand clap of praise today. If I know that he is greater, if I know that he is with me, if I know that he is going to move on my behalf, then it is not hard at all for me to give him praise and to magnify him. Oh, hallelujah. I think about it. Yeah, praise God. Give him a hand clap of praise. Think about it as it relates to being in a financial situation. How many has ever been in a financial problem? Whoop, can we do both hands? Yes, there you go, Brother Jim. I'm with you. All right, yeah. Let's say that we owe um, that we owe $20,000 worth of debt, and we don't know how in this world we're going to pay it. And we, it, it is consuming us because of the problem. And then I get a telephone call from Bill Gates. 
I don't know how he got my number. But Bill Gates calls me. And he says, I just want you to know that you don't need to worry about that because I've already heard about your situation and tomorrow about this time there'll be a courier that's going to come by and he's going to give you a check for $100,000 to take care of that need and any other needs that you have. Whenever I put down that phone, can I tell you there's going to be a weight that is lifted. I mean, you know why? Because I know that $100,000 to him is like me pulling out a buck and giving it to you out of my pocket. It is not a big deal whatsoever. And because of a promise that he has given to me, and I know that he has the ability to do that that he's promised, then all of a sudden I don't have to worry about that. Now stop for just a second. How much money do I owe? $20,000. That's not changed any at all. Uh, 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 am I, am I, do I, is everything still the same except for a telephone call? It is. But it is because I understand that a promise has been made and that the person that made that promise is more than able to do that that he has promised. Can I tell you today that I've had a promise that's been made for me by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords today? I said, I've got a promise today that I can stand on. I'm talking about today that if my burden is going to be lifted because Bill Gates in his little bit of money in the scheme of things, that he's going to be able to take care of me. Honey, I've got a king of kings and the Lord of lords that he owns the cattle on a thousand hills today. I want you to know that it is time that you and I stand up on the word of God. And when I see, yes, when I see God the way that I should see God in his glory with all of his power, then all of a sudden in the midst of my junk, I don't have to see God move one iota to know that my God is bigger than what I'm going through. And so therefore, in the midst of my stuff, I can sing and I can praise the name of the Lord. Well, praise be to God. Prayer will infuse you and me with the energy of Almighty God. I said prayer will infuse me with the energy of God. And can I also tell you that prayer will confuse the devil. There's something that the devil does not understand. And that is the praise of God's people. He does not understand that. If you want to confuse the enemy, let things be going bad. Oh, he expects you to be singing gloom, despair, and agony on me. But when you begin to praise the Lord, counting it all joy when you're going through whatever it is that you're going through, because God's got you and he's going to take care of you, that just confuses the enemy. Let's go down just a little bit further. I'll land this plane in just a minute. Verse 24. It says, And when the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert, and they looked toward the vast army, 
they saw only dead bodies laying on the ground and that nobody had escaped. Mm -mm. I find that what they did is they began to praise him. I don't know if they felt like praising him. But can I tell you, God's worthy of praise, whether I feel it or not. And they begin to praise him. How many knows that God dwells in the praises of his people? And they begin to praise him. And as they praised him, God began to send ambushers. Confusion began to happen between these three different groups. And they turned on each other. And they began to kill each other. And when the children of Israel got there, knowing that they couldn't do it on their self, uh, in themselves, it was going to have to be a work of God. When they got there and they looked, the only thing they seen was a bunch of dead bodies. Can I tell you today that there's power in praise? I said there's power today in praise. Now let me go just a little bit further. Teresa, you better come. Let's just go to the next verse, verse 25, staying in that same chapter. And Jehoshaphat and his men started to pick up the plunder that they had gotten from those three armies. And scripture tells us here in this verse that it took them three days to get all of the stuff that the enemy had of value. I said for three days they was picking up the clothes and the metals and all of the valuable possessions that these three armies had. Now I want to take just a moment and I just want to do a quick recap here of what these 24 verses t- teaches you and me. First, we need to learn to see the problems that you and I face as an opportunity to be blessed. I need to seek the face of God before I take action in any way whatsoever. You and I need to remind ourselves that in times like this, we need to remind ourselves of the time that God has been faithful to us. That testimony that you and I have. Number four, you and I need to go to the Word of God. We need to find His promise. And we need to stand on the promises of God. I need to make sure that I let the Holy Spirit burn that promise into my spirit to where in the midnight hour, anybody ever been in that midnight hour? When it's at its darkest and sometimes it seems like that hope is fading to where in that midnight hour, I'm standing on that promise. 
Another thing you and I can learn from this story is that we can refuse any confidence that we have in our flesh. My strength is not in me. But yet Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I understand who my source is today. And then I need to learn to give myself to praise and worship. There's two times you and I need to praise and worship the Lord. One is when I feel like it. And one is when I don't. I need to always give him praise and always give him worship. And in the face of opposition, even more I need to be praising the Lord. And finally, when I'm in the midst of a battle, I need to expect a blessing from God. I can't feel it. I can't see it. But I can know that I am blessed because I am His and because He is mine. Let's go to the Lord in prayer today. Lord, I don't know what everybody's going through that's under the sound of my voice. Lord, I don't know what their circumstances are. What I do know, Lord, is that everybody that is here is either going through a difficult place, having just gone through a difficult place, or that there's one that's coming because our days are few and they are full of trouble. That problems are going to happen. But God, let us not look at these problems as something, God, Lord, that it's a stone that's going to take me down. But Lord, let me look at it as a stepping stone to go to a higher place in you. I pray, God, Lord, that you would take the blinders off of us today. God, that we could see that there's an angelic host around about us and that we're okay, that you've got this, that the battle is not mine, God, but that it's yours. God, that as I begin to praise you, Lord, that you will set ambushes for the enemy, God, that you will move on my behalf and God, that you will touch today. God, I give you the praise and God, I give you the glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to ask you today, you're a child of God. You love the Lord with all of your heart, but you're going through a difficult place. You need God to show himself strong for you right now where you're at. Maybe a physical issue. It may be a relational issue. It could be a spiritual issue. Whatever it is, if that's you today, I want you just to lift your hand and put it back down. God sees these hands. God sees these hands. Anybody else? Now, I just want to go to the Lord in prayer right now, and I want to pray for you that lifted your hand today. You see, I believe that right now, that as you lifted your hand, that that is faith in motion. That you lifted it because you understand that these things may be bigger than you, but they're not bigger than Him. And that God is concerned about everything that you're going through. The Bible tells me that God attends the funeral of the sparrow when it falls. How much more does God value you today? The enemy wants you to think that the Lord doesn't care 
about what's going on in your life. But God is concerned about every area today that you're going through. Every area of your life, God wants to minister and to touch for you. Now today, maybe you're not in this building. Maybe you're listening to us on the internet. It doesn't matter where you are because God is there. And the word says that you and I cast our cares upon him. That we do that because he cares for us. Today, I want to pray for each one that's going through a difficult place. God, I pray today, Lord, that we would, God, that we would shift our attention today. God, that we would shift it, Lord, to where we're looking to you. Not denying the reality of the problem, but Lord, just, just proclaiming the reality that you're bigger than that problem. And so today, God, I pray that you would reach down and that you would touch. For Lord, that one today, God, that's brokenhearted, Lord, that needs a touch that only you can provide. Lord, I pray right now, God, that you would touch and that you would minister. God, that you would move by your power. For every hand that was lifted, I thank you, Lord, that you are that answer. Lord, I give you the praise for everything that you're doing right now. In your precious name we pray. God, I pray right now also, Lord, for Sister Emma today. Lord, that lost a loved one this week. Lord, she's out of state attending that funeral. And I just pray, God, Lord, that you would show yourself strong to that family. Lord, that you would move by your power. Lord, I just thank you, God, because you're bigger than every need that we have. Lord, I just exalt you today. In your wonderful name we pray, amen and amen.